Hello there and welcome to a new episode of Hyperbaric Reviews with myself, the man who firmly believes that birth certificates are just apology letters from a condom factory, it's bread roll. And with me is the man who will never rub you the wrong way, it's JT. <laughs> Hello everyone, and what an absolute classic film we've got for you all this week. We <laughs> do, yeah, I mean this might, I mean we might have outdone ourselves with this one really. <laughs> um, this one is called, well it's from 1996 and it's called Killer Condom. Although its original title is Condom Des Groens or something like that, I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, you say 1996. It does look like it was filmed in about 1966, doesn't it? There's no way this looks like it was filmed in the 90s. No, it doesn't. It looks, you know, like you said 1966 in a bad shout. But yeah, at best, like, you are looking at extremely early 80s, maybe even late 70s. The picture, just... The, the look of New York at the time, and that, it just looks so old and dated, doesn't it? It's like that really old kind of, I don't want to insult New Yorkers or anything, but it's back in the day when everything, you know, whenever a movie was done in Chicago or New York or something, it always made it look really grotty and horrible, didn't it? Like really dated, and this is what this movie looks like. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that made me think and sort of realise this was filmed in the 90s, there's a scene in a nightclub where there was some sort of techno playing, which obviously wasn't around back then in those days the music but yeah i mean we watched it on youtube and i'm assuming it was the quality of the rip on youtube because it looked fucking awful didn't it it did yeah it looked absolutely shit um and one thing i, I didn't realize uh, jt watched this before i did i literally watched it this morning before we're recording it is in um the version we watch is actually in german now looking into it a little bit i think it is actually a german movie there is a shot in america um yeah it is but I couldn't yeah. tell if there was actually an English cut anywhere, really. But it made it a bit difficult to kind of watch and follow. But in some way, I think, and again, no disrespect to Germans. I, I love Germany. But I think the German voices kind of made the film a bit funnier. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I texted you in a panic, didn't I, the other night? I said, it's got fucking subtitles, Fred. Well, what are we going to do? Um, <laughs> and I watched this in three parts because it was, I mean, I don't want to go into it too much. It's a bit of a chore to watch. And to make notes on it was even more of a chore. So I've managed to watch it over three nights in sort of little sections. It's about an hour and 47 overall. So we're actually recording this two or three days later than we normally would because it has been a bit of a struggle, hasn't it? It has, yeah. And I, I actually don't mind movies with subtitles. I just have to be prepared or in the mood to watch them. Mm. And when, like, usually when you're like you're watching, or when we do movies that we're going to put on this podcast, you, know, you can kind of watch them and you can make notes while you're listening to it in the background and look up for the bits that are important and stuff. But yeah, it just made it a little bit uh, trickier. So it was a bit of a out of our comfort zone, but we got through it. We're ready. <laughs> yeah, we did. I mean, yeah, I've, I've got nothing against subtitles. Like you say, if I'm prepared and also if the quality of the movie, and I'm not just talking about the actual movie, the picture quality and everything is fine, so you can read them properly, but it was a bit sketchy all round, really. Yeah. One thing um, I clocked, the problem with this is that I mentioned to you before we started recording, the version on YouTube, um, it's probably the same of any version, if anyone actually owns a cover, I don't even know if it made it to DVD, it probably didn't make it to Blu-ray. But um, no, it did, it did. It did. Oh, fucking hell. This is an absolute cult classic, apparently. Um, it's it's Troma Studio, isn't it? Which are yeah. really like highly revered in these sort of circles, I think, for these sort of real B-movie cult films. So, yeah, I think it might have even had a cinema release, just doing a bit of reading about it before, before we started recording, which is fucking scary. <laughs> yeah. It's different over in um, the States, though, isn't it? You have, like, the limited release movies mm. and, like, um, the smaller theatres over here, unless it's, like, of a certain budget or, like, a bloody superhero movie it never makes it to the bloody cinema and i'd love it if we had like a a theater around here that played like these random b movies that come out it'd just be yeah. i'll be more inclined to go to that cinema than the main ones yeah i mean they do exist don't they but not so much they're more in the cities or sort of i know there's one in southampton or they used to be it might not be there now um, but yeah you don't get these sort of things certainly in the mainstream cinema over here we just get all the marvel shit and all that don't we yeah um two things i noticed just before we get into like obviously our review as it were two things i found quite interesting as this was starting up in the credits um and you had like the subtitles going over like the intro credits like who the director was so it's a bit hard to make out but one this apparently is based off of a comic book 
or a comic series. And yes, also, H.R. Geiger was a consultant on some of the effects. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've actually got that in my notes, and I, I can't believe. I mean, fucking, there's, there's hardly any effects in it anyway, is there? Special effects are very limited in this film. Yeah, I mean, effect is a strong word for what goes on in this one, but... <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't believe that. I mean, obviously, we've talked about him before and his sexual connotations and stuff, and this film's obviously very strongly based around sex, but, yeah, fucking weird that he got involved in this. Yeah, um, maybe it's just because it's a German movie, and obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah he's a German German chap, wasn't he? So maybe they just got him in, and like I say, it says consultant, so I might have just been him coming and looking at the script and be like, nah, shit, walked out again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that but... could have been his contribution to the movie. It may well have been. I'd imagine it probably was. They probably thought, well, just keep your name on the credits because you're in the studio for three minutes looking at a script. Um, yeah, he's probably like, thing... I'm famous for doing Alien, and now you've got me doing this shit. What's going on? <laughs> I'll tell you what, um, the woman who plays Dr. Riffleson, um, Iris Bourbon, I think her name is. She's been in fucking loads of stuff. When I clicked on a few of the actors on IMDb or um, Wiki, one of the two, she, her list was massive. She's been in hundreds of things, and she's still in stuff that's being filmed now. Um, I mean, nothing was big, nothing I'd really ever heard of. And most of the actors have been in other things as well, which surprises me, because, well, I mean, it's Germans, it's hard to gauge their acting skills, but they don't come across as great, do they? No, and the main guy, he's got like the most... He's an Italian with the most stereotypical name, Luigi Macaroni. <laughs> <laughs> but he, um, he's like a cross between Phil Collins and Bob Hoskins, I, isn't he? I've, <laughs> got him. Him. I've literally got him in my notes. I've referred to him as Phil Collins all the way through my notes because he is fucking <laughs> Phil Collins. I even showed a picture of him to my mum and went, who's that? And she went, that's Phil Collins. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's Phil Collins' stunt double for the movie Buster. You never know. <laughs> Yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, literally, I'll say in my notes, he's just referred to as PC all the way through and Phil Collins because it was just easier. (laughs) But yeah, his name's Luigi Macaroni, like you say. Couldn't get much more stereotypical than that, could we? No, we couldn't um, for an (laughs) Italian character. So let's take a look at the movie, you know, before we change our mind. (laughs) So (laughs) it starts off in a sleazy hotel, which is called Hotel Quickie. (laughs) And we got this girl called Phyllis, and she's she's going in there with this like old geezer who turns out to be a vice principal. Um, and they get up to the room; it's proper seedy hotel. It's really fucking grotty. I think it's like a, a brothel um, sort of masquerading as a hotel, isn't it? As the film goes on, um, that's the vibe I got. Anyway, the, some of our notes on this—I mean, certainly mine and possibly yours as well, Brad. I apologise if not. Could be completely wrong because it was in German. I was stopping trying to make notes as I was reading subtitles. So, yeah, just just a little disclaimer there. <laughs> yeah, and I had a migraine and was drinking peppermint tea at the time. So, obviously, <laughs> I think I got the gist of the movie. But I, I seriously, this is just fucking, it was a weird movie. And there were parts of it, I've got to be honest, that actually made me proper laugh out loud. I wasn't <laughs> expecting the movie to go the way it did, but it wasn't all <laughs> champagne and roses, shall we say. <laughs> so, um, she's in his room and he's basically waffling on going oh yeah your grades are like nine nine points down from passing or something he's just she sat on the end of the bed and straight away he's just taking his fucking clothes off pulling his yeah. pants down she's like just sat there like what's going on he's like but um you're a really good student i want to you know we can help you or i can help you out if you do something for me um so basically he's like sleezing up trying to shag his student who doesn't want any of it and then he's like oh well um i guess you know you'll just have to fail and everything and you don't want my help so then she kind of, she's crying, but she kind of starts taking her clothes off as well, thinking, all right, I'm going to shag my teacher to get my grades. And then he fucking... to change her mind, does it? I mean, she's like, no, it no, doesn't... no. And the next thing's done, I'll fucking go on then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it's a pretty poor representation of both male and females, but I'm sure this sort of thing has happened here and there. Okay. But then he puts this fucking condom on. And you don't see anything. You just kind of see Phyllis's reaction and she just starts screaming. And then the bloke starts screaming. And you hear this weird, like, monster noise. And there's loads of blood <laughs> just starts spraying over her face. And then the credits come up saying, kill a condom. So that's our kind of our introduction to this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, sets the scene straight away, doesn't it? I was completely surprised, as I said at the start, when I texted you that the streets of New York are the first thing we see in New York taxis. And it's all very stereotypical New York in the... I'm going to say 90s, even if it doesn't look like the 90s. And then they started speaking in fucking German. I was like, uh, what's going on here? Hold on. I even stopped YouTube and tried to look for a different version, but no. And then obviously 
did a bit of Googling and thought, shit, this is actually a German film. Have, have we done the right thing here? But yeah, I mean, the intro, like I say, sets the scene for the for the rest of the movie, really, doesn't it? This hotel's fucking horrible as well. Yeah, it's proper fucking sleaze. Like, you just, you'd feel grease. I felt grimy just watching the bloody the yeah, movie. It's so. like, you wouldn't want to go there, would you? So, but yeah, as JT said, it's set in New York. It's done in German, but you're watching an Italian character. <laughs> That's a bit, a bit of a Who speaks fluent German. Who does? Yeah, fair play to him. <laughs> yeah, um, but... But the guy who played him, actually, is called Udo, Udo Samuel, I think. He's, no, I don't, I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. I'm assuming he's he's German anyway. He's just playing this Italian guy. It's a bit difficult to tell, yeah. isn't it, really? It is, yeah. And one thing, you notice at the start here, there's a bit where when he's first sat next to her, um, old the vice principal and Phyllis, she shouts at him. And then it goes like really kind of like cartoony, like his hair blows back and everything as if oh, she's yeah. shouting out like a kind of like <laughs> a megaphone. I was like... Did I just watch that? I actually had to rewind that bit. I was like, it's just going to go like really like fucking cartoony. But it's like, she shouts like, no, get away from me. And all this wind comes out of her mouth. And I was like, I remember that now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And there's another bit later on, which I think I've got in my notes, where they're in the police station and a similar thing happens. Don't know if you remember that bit. It's in my notes later on. There's these weird sound effects that kind of accompany it (laughs) along the way. Like, I swear there's a bit of woman like, and then you hear like this kind of like sound of a plane crashing as she's falling out of her chair. It's just like, fuck. Yeah, it's, well, yeah, we'll go on, I'm sure, and just how fucking weird this film is. It we weird get, is the word. We get introduced to old uh, Phil Collins, don't we, straight after this, old Mr. Macaroni, Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe he's at the, the police station at this point, and they're, they're saying there's been uh, four girls that are being held because they they think the girls have been biting penises off in this hotel, don't they? They do, yeah, and he's like, you know, it all, all sounds a bit silly. Um, and he's got three, I think he, there's three in a lineup, but then they find Phyllis, they she's kind Phyllis. of giving her statement, yeah. um, and sort of like, and then her parents come in, and they, his partner, Sam, I think his name is, just kind of touch, you know, touch lightly around the subject. And the, the father's like, oh, this is rubbish. I want to speak to your superior if you're not going to tell me while I'm here. And then old fucking macaroni just turns around and goes like, your daughter's here because she was in a sleazy hotel and bit a man's penis off. And they both just completely <laughs> shut up and sit down. He's always got a fag in his mouth as well, isn't he, old Phil Collins? He's like literally smoking no matter where he is. He's always got a fag on the go. She, Because um, old Phyllis says, oh, the, the man's penis jumped off and ran under the bed. That's what she says to the coppers. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> And it's a bit when um when he says that and obviously reveals what's been going on, um that's when the mum faints and you get this kind of like airplane sound effect. It's like <laughs> as you sort of like faking out of her chair. And I was just thinking with the fucking mega mouth scene and then this, it's like what the hell am I watching? I'm going to watch like Roger Rabbit. Yeah, yeah, because Phyllis's parents have flown in from Oklahoma for this like statement and stuff, and then I think they end up. I think it might be Sam or the chief says, take them, take her back to Oklahoma because only bad things happen in New York and she'll pick up bad habits here. I don't think we see Phyllis again now, do we? Sure no, she, I think she's her. just there for that kind of, that intro yeah, bit. The then, we, scene. then we cut to old um, Macaroni, don't we? He's walking through the city and it's kind of trying to do this kind of noir style because there's loads of these scenes where he's just walking along and kind of thinking to himself, isn't mm. it? Like the over, like the monologue. And he's talking about like um, why people like living in New York and it's a shithole and he doesn't know why he's here and all this sort of stuff. And it's just loads of crime, which is not a nice place to be. Yeah, he keeps referring then, back to Sicily, doesn't he, where he's from? He does, yeah, in, like he's in this member sleazy, of the Godfather. Yeah, he's in this sleazy city, New York and stuff. And is he in the right place? And that plays a part throughout the film, doesn't he? He keeps having these sort of thoughts about why he's here and stuff. It does, yeah. It's, some of them actually look pretty good because I quite like the shots they do of New York. Even though the picture quality is wank, it is pretty cool looking at some of these scenes of like old school New York, like say the old yellow cabs, proper old school kind of trains or tram system that they used to have. Yeah. But again, it just makes it look a lot older than it actually apparently is. Yeah, I mean, 96, that's what it says. And like I say, the music a bit later on in the, in the nightclub sort of alludes to that time. But yeah, it doesn't fucking look like it. So old... um. Phil Collins, macaroni, whatever you want to call him, he goes to the hotel now. <laughs> um, now, I was a bit sketchy about what was going on here because he asked for the key to the room where all these penises are getting bitten off. And now we've got the drag queen, Babette, singing, haven't we? And she's miming to, like, 
I think it's uh, killing me softly, isn't it? And the miming. It is killing terrible. me softly, yeah. I'm assuming it's supposed to be terrible because it's fucking awful, the miming. Um, and I got really confused to hear what was going on because he's talking to the manager of the hotel and then we get to meet Billy, I think, at this point, don't we? We do, yeah, because I'm not sure. He, I thought he was there for an like, official duty because he's like, I want to see the room that they all this is happening in. Then Billy, who's like this kind of um, see, it's homosexual sort of cool boy, isn't he? Yeah, he's kind of in the background, and then the manager guy, who's like seedy as you can get, he's like the most like fucking just the sort of person you could imagine running the place like this. And he's like saying, "Oh yeah, that's my number one earner, basically." And then old Babette comes out as well, and she's like, "Oh, uh, macaroni or Lugi, she calls him, doesn't it? Not Luigi." Yeah, she does. Yeah, and she comes over and starts like trying to chat to him as he's going um, macaroni's now with Billy, and he's like trying to go up to this room. And she's like, basically saying like, oh yeah, you haven't called me. We had an amazing night together. I'm in love with you. It's, you know, it's all this sort of stuff coming on really strong. And he's just like, it lasted about 30 seconds and that's about it. And leave me alone. <clears throat> yeah. Cause he, he, um, he keeps calling her Bob. Well, I say her, but he's, you know, um, he's a man and she's like, or oh, he's like, my name's Babette keeps saying. And, um, I think she used to be a copper, didn't she? And now she's like a drag queen, a really bad one. I have to say, <laughs> she's got fucking like, three-day-old stubble and stuff, isn't she? Which I'm assuming is the point of the fact she's a terrible drag queen. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> Maze Mrs. Doubtfire looked like a cover model by <laughs> comparison, doesn't it? But, like, she's, like, saying... um, Because it turns out, like, these two... Yeah, Babette used to be, when she was Bob, was a police officer who got romantic with Luigi. But now she had, a, obviously, a change to make herself look like his mum. It turns yeah. out, doesn't it? Which is just fucking weird in itself. This is this is the bit that really confused me because I was trying to type and kept pausing it and looking up and then it said something about you're not my mum or something. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? It just I was like, this is getting this is only like what ten minutes into the film. I'm like, what am I watching? Yeah, yeah, it's just fucking strange. But eventually, he manages to get rid of old Babette for the time being, and then they go into the room. Um, and I wasn't quite sure what to expect, like what was going on here because Billy's with him. And I thought, like, oh, maybe Billy's just showing him to the room. And then suddenly they get in there and he just both start, like, getting, getting fucking naked. And then the worst yeah. part about this is, like, <laughs> Billy's there with his shirt off and then, like, old Phil Collins just stood in front of a lamb and he pulls his pants down. And you see, like, the, sh- <laughs> the shadow, <laughs> the shadow of this massive cock on Billy's chest, like, rising up. And he's like, yeah, 32 centimetres exactly. And I'm like, yeah. fucking hell, what is this? <laughs> That really threw me. That did make me laugh. I have to say, because at this point, there's no um, there's no hint that old uh, Phil Collins is gay, is there? And then suddenly, obviously, he's there with Billy. And you're like, oh, okay. And you see, like you said, that shadow. That did make me laugh, especially when he says thirty-two centimeters exactly. You know, he, old uh, Phil Collins is packing there, isn't he? He is. Yeah, he's got <laughs> for a little stumpy guy as well. You know, we should all be so lucky. But... <laughs> That'd be down to his knees, wouldn't it? If that was real. <laughs> would but yeah i just yeah like like you say like we've seen the start bit and then they come to the hotel you assume he's just there on police duty he's like going to mm. check the room or he's going to like you know do whatever but no he's there for a good time even though someone's just had you know the clientele of biting people's cocks off but he's still coming in as a local or as a regular yeah so they do start to get it on a bit and then there's a condo on the bedside table and it starts moving and making like squeaky noises doesn't it it does it sounds like cousin it it's like <laughs> oh no <laughs> I think it it's um is it Billy who says that condom's moving and feels like no it's not and he, they want to use a black condom don't they and as they're about to sort of get the condom on the, the fucking killer one just jumps off the bedside table and goes underneath a cabinet or something doesn't it yeah and then like Billy's like oh, that condom moved that condom moved and old Phil's like um no it's just it was just a bug or a rat or yeah. something like that you know because that's the sort of fucking hotel it is so he gets off the bed to go and have a look under the dresser obviously with his fucking meat and two veg still in full view <laughs> and he like leans down you don't know there's, there's, there's loads of naked stuff in or nakedness in this movie but you never actually see any like it's very, or cock or anything, do It's you? very strategically done. There's very well-placed objects in the way that sort of cut everything out, isn't there? Which is probably a good thing. I'm not really sure I want to see Phil Collins' 13-inch thong hanging out, but there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
so he leans down under the fucking cabinet to have a look and this condom with these fucking teeth or whatever it's supposed to be jumps out and you just see like a close-up of Phil shouting like in the air tonight or something <laughs> and then it kind of cuts away and then he's just suddenly in the hospital and you don't quite know what's happened but it turns out that the condom didn't bite his cock off but it took his right nut <laughs> He's in hospital and he's smoking as well, isn't he? In his hospital bed. <laughs> he's just led there, smoking. In this room, such fucking grotty, because he's like in there like against one wall and then like someone played a bad game of Tetris and he's got this other bed like <laughs> across from him on his other wall when they're not actually plugged into anything. They're just kind of sat there. And it's like, obviously it was low budget, so they just had to get a room that looked like a hospital. But I'm just thinking, fuck, you know, this, this room is a hospital. It's worse than the bloody hotel room. Yeah, because Sam doesn't believe him. Sam comes to visit him, and he thinks that the um, Billy um, bit his bollock off, doesn't he? he? Doesn't think it's well. You probably wouldn't think it's a fucking killer condom. You think this guy's mental, and he's like, "Yeah, that that drug cruise, uh, crazy male prostitute bit bit your bollock off." And old uh, Phil Collins is like, "No, it was a condom." Yeah, yeah, because they're all like, you know, it was this guy, so they start actually looking for Billy shortly after this and he's like Phil Collins is up to Phil Collins Luigi's like <laughs> fucking Adam and I like, trying to tell them no no it, it was a condom and they're not having it and then we cut to like this montage of like loads of people being killed by this well not killed but having their cocks bit off by this condom so they stick it on they get down to business and then it bites their cock off it's not um it's not gruesome or gory in any way though is it it's pretty um it's pretty tame isn't it I think when you see you don't really see anything do you no, I mean, there's a few bits where there's like a spray of like blood, which is obviously like fucking fake blood or like mm. ice cream syrup or something. But um, yeah, it's not particularly a, a bloody movie. Um, like you say, like it's very, very suggestive, but you don't see sort of loads of nudity in it. And there's not an abundance of gore, despite the fact that it is obviously very suggestive that there is this condom biting people's like knobs off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's quite subtle in it, in the way it does it, which is probably, again, a good thing, because I'm not sure I want to see people's cocks being bitten off either. Yeah, I mean, I saw a movie Teeth once, and that made me cringe, so I thought it was going to get the it, same here. It recommended that as, like, to watch after this. I've never seen it, so that's one I've always been intrigued by, but apparently it's pretty shit. Yeah, it's pretty shit. Again, it's a bit like this. It's got, like, a good concept, but <laughs> it's just a bit <laughs> fucking wonky. Um, so after this kind of montage of just seeing like this killer condom doing its thing for all these like people at the hotel, they're suddenly at the police station, um, macaroni's hot on the case, and it turns out there's been about 13 victims, and he's like, there's 13 pricks out there and we need to find them or something <laughs> like that. It's like somebody's biting these people's pricks off. Because <laughs> he, he tells Sam it's a condom and Sam doesn't believe him. So I think he shows him he's missing bollock at this point and he, and he just pull his pants down and go, what's this then? Obviously yeah, he doesn't he see anything. <laughs> but then you've got like, all the other police people like, just looking through like the window of their office all staring at him through like the blinds and he's just like yanking down his cacks. Yeah, because he goes back to the hotel now and he's talking to the owner and he's got like a bowl on on the desk of the hotel, and he like the reception desk is full of condoms, and he's sort of picking them up, looking at these condoms, and the owner's like, they're not in packets or anything, are they? Just loose condoms. Yeah, because even I think again, trying to catch up with like some of the subtitles, he says, you know, where did these come from? And he goes, oh, mm. they're um like they're imported, they're like a special cheap um thing. That's why you get so many of them. So we just put them on the side as a courtesy. Um, yeah. And then Babette comes in, doesn't she? And she's all concerned, going, oh, yeah, I'm glad to see you're out of the hospital. I heard that, um, you know, you did you get hurt? And he's like, oh, yeah, it didn't just take my ball. It took some of my cock as well. And she's like, oh, no, <laughs> that's all tragic. And gives him a hug. And then she goes, if it took your cock, then what's that bulging into me? So he's lying without a last for about a second, trying to get her <laughs> off the case. Yeah. But this is one bit that confused me, and it could be because I had no idea what was going on by now. Um, so now Phil Collins, Luigi, whatever you want to call him, he goes outside. And there's a guy just over the road behind a newspaper sort of sneaking a look at him. And he's got these weird triangular sunglasses on, even though it's fucking pitch black outside. Who was he? Did I miss something there? Yeah, I have no idea because I've got in my notes here because he reminded me of the guy from Indiana Jones. Um, you know, the little Nazi guy in the trench coat. I think he was in Raiders of the Lost Ark. 
I don't want to be Mel's at the end because he yeah, had like a yeah. big duffel coat and he had a little trilby on and his glasses. And I was like, I just got Indiana Jones newspaper man in my notes here because he, <laughs> he kind of stares at him, but then you never see him again for the rest of the movie as far as I picked out. Oh, I'm glad. Because I, I kept thinking, who who's this guy? You know, he's got to have a part in the film. But yeah, he's just looking at old Phil Collins from behind a newspaper with these shades on and then we never see him again. So I'm not really sure what that was about. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> this whole fucking film is so weird. Um but then um, Phil Collins does another kind of like little montage of walking through the city and mumbling to himself about Sicily. Then he gets back to his flat and old Billy's waiting for him, isn't he? And he comes in mm. and Phil sort of offers him a drink and as always just sat down with a cigarette in his mouth. <laughs> and Billy's kind of pleading to him saying he wants a relationship and stuff. And then Phil's like, no, no, you're a young lad, you're hot stuff. I've had my fingers burnt and all that sort of stuff. And basically dismisses him. So Billy he, kind he, of um, leaves and Phil just kind of sits there. He says, he says, um, like obviously Billy's saying, please, please, and all that, and Phil's sort of mugging him off a bit. But then he goes, oh yeah, when my balls are better. <laughs> so, yeah. So oh yeah, he's like, like when your ball, my balls are better, I'll, we'll have another go and we'll yeah. call it a day or something. Like that. Yeah, yeah. So you know, yes, he, he, he does sort of want to see Billy again, but obviously it's a bit awkward, probably with the Babette thing going on as well, because she's fucking deranged that thing, isn't she? <laughs> yeah, she is. And speaking of her, we cut back to the hotel now. <laughs> And they're doing like a stakeout. They're sat in a room and they've got cameras positioned in, in obviously the, the business rooms, as we'll call them, for this particular hotel. And they're waiting to see if this fucking condom sort of thing is going to come alive. So they're watching all these people doing their business. And I, I've got to say, I was fucking sniggering to myself here because, again, no offence to Germans, but the sound there's so many sex sounds going on. But yeah. it's all just like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's they were, weren't they? Going on. Yeah, that's, that's all you can hear in it. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> just like really cheesy sex sounds, which obviously they're supposed to be stupid because this film is a comedy horror at the end of the day. Yeah, it's, it's, it's straight up comedy. <laughs> it's him and Sam, isn't it, in the room watching the, all the cameras and stuff and everything. Then we get to see Babette again. She's um she's getting on with someone, isn't she? Well, she's tied upside down, isn't she? <laughs> yes, I think she is at this yeah, point. Yeah, some she... guy's got to lie upside down. <laughs> Yeah, and then she starts screaming, I think, and then old Phil Collins goes running off and he manages to get into the room and um, he tells Babette to take the condom off. And then he just kind of fucking, I don't know if it's Babette or it must be the guy she's with has got the condom on. So they throw it on the floor and old Luigi shoots it, but it's just a normal condom, isn't it? It is, yeah, and he like one. picks it up and he's like, oh, it's not the killer one here, you can have it back, but don't wear it, it's got a hole in it. <laughs> of course I just <laughs> fucking shot it. <laughs> yeah. And then we get this fucking scene of like, he keeps hearing all these like screams, but obviously they're not those sort of screams, obviously sexual ones. And he keeps kicking open all these doors and it's just people like, there's people like tied up and being spanked and fucking every fetish you can think of every time he kicks a door down until he actually eventually finds one room where there is actually the uh, the killer condoms biting someone's knob off. Yeah, it's, it sort of jumps off and old Phil shoots it, doesn't he? And it goes off, it doesn't it go down the co- corridor of the hotel with a cock still inside it, isn't it? And it's sort of slithering along. It does, yeah. It looks like a fucking <laughs> like tabloid or something, just like slithering along in the fucking corridor. Oh. <laughs> and then it's just sort of it's sat there, isn't it, at the end? Obviously, I, I don't know if it's dead or what, it's a cock, but it's just sort of sat there and everyone's looking at it, just this like condom of a cock in it in the middle of this hotel corridor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it's kind of like people kind of start believing him then, don't they, a little bit? Like, oh, wow, that's a bit uncommon, seeing a fucking condom of a penis inside it just in the corridor. But you would be a little bit like, all right, yeah, maybe that story is true if you saw that. Yeah, because we cut back to the, the police station, I think, and the old police chief's going a bit mad because he's saying no one's going to take us seriously that we're hunting a killer condom. So Luigi says at this point, I'll, I'll go it alone then. I want to I want to do it, you know, on my own and don't, don't have to get the other coppers involved and stuff. So... The chief wants to take his badge away, doesn't he? He says to Phil, you fucking, we'll, we'll take your badge away. I don't want you on this case, which I thought was a bit weird. If he's worried about the publicity and all the, you know, everyone thinking they're a bit mad, then let Phil go off and investigate it on his own so it doesn't draw attention to them. Yeah, because the chief's a bit of a bit of a pillock, really, isn't he? Because he's, like, again, trying to keep it hush-hush, even though he now knows that there may be some truth to this story. Um, but like I say, he's just being a bit of a bit of a bellend, really. You can kind of see it, though. I mean, you wouldn't really want it getting out as big news, which it does a bit later on, spoiler alert. Um, you know, they, they, people are going to think, what the fuck are these people on? They're chasing killer condoms. 
You know, I think the eyebrows would be raised a bit, wouldn't they? Yeah, because the police chief, he's still, like, he still wants to track down Billy, doesn't he? Because he thinks he's got something to yeah. do with it. So he's got like a, an APB out for Billy. And then they do eventually find Billy's hideout. No Phil turns up there um, and sort of has a mooch around. And he sort of presses play on the... Um, because it's weird, isn't it? Because Billy guy, he's obviously made out to be a handsome dude. Um, looks sort of quite... Looks after himself. But he lives in this complete little DOS pit, doesn't he? Like, it's just like yeah, a tiny little box room with, like, fucking stuffed toys and all that shit all over the place. Yeah, it's pretty bad, isn't it? And old uh, Luigi starts playing his answer machine and there's loads of messages from guys, isn't there, saying, "We, I want to meet you again and I want to meet up with you and all this. So he's obviously a popular guy, old Billy. Yeah, absolutely. So then we go back to um, Phil's flat, and he's he's in the shower, and he's like sort of thinking to himself. He's smoking fucking... in the shower. <laughs> he is. Yeah, he's fucking. He's smoking in the shower, and his monologue something like, "I don't need sex. I can just watch porn and have a wank or something like that." And <laughs> yeah, that sorts me yeah. out, and I don't need relationships <laughs> or anything. But then we kind of see like a bit of a, a psycho build up because you see like a lady's hand picking the lock to his apartment and letting herself in. Then she pulls out like this fucking massive Michael Myers knife and approaches the shower. And like the music's even gone a bit psycho at this point, doesn't it? Like the classic yeah. sort of like thing. It's obviously turns out to be Babette. He fucking opens the curtain and tries to stab him. And he's like, I'm going to kill you if you don't sleep with me. You know, Phil Collins like, well, you put the fucking knife down. I'm not going to sleep with you. <laughs> Still with a fucking cigarette in his mouth. Yeah. I think he does put the cigarette out eventually. But yeah, I mean, in the shower of a fag, this guy's fucking got a problem, isn't he? <laughs> Yes, yeah. I think everyone in this movie's got a fucking problem. Yeah. But then, um, yes, um, he... sorry, okay. I can't go for it. No, you go for it. <laughs> I was going to say because he kind of eventually kind of talks her down slightly. Then he wraps a towel around himself. But then a handbag starts to move. And then he's like, <laughs> "Oh, you you brought the killer condom with you." And they start hearing it squeaking, and her handbag's moving. So he like they move into the living room, like they're going to take this thing down. And Phil whips out his gun and starts shooting. She, um, Babette gets really pissed off as well. She's like, that was crocodile leather because he shot fucking holes in her bag. Yeah. But the thing is, like, he unloads, like, this condom jumps out of the purse and starts jumping all over this room and he's, like, unloading, trying to fucking shoot it. it empties, like, the magazine of a Beretta, which has got to be a good, like, 10 to 15 bullets. No one calls the police or, like, you don't hear anyone reacting to this and he's just, like, blowing away his fucking <laughs> apartment like a lunatic. Yeah, this condom's just bouncing around and he's just, like, say, unloading into it or at it. But um, the gunshots look really bad and sound really bad as well, don't they? There's like a little oh, yeah. little fucking spark comes out the end of the gun and they just sound really shit. <laughs> and that's the thing throughout this film. Every time there's a gunshot, I thought that just looks and sounds terrible. You can tell they're not real guns. Yeah, and uh, obviously, like most movies, the sound effects are added in sort of post. But yeah, yeah. it didn't even sound like a fucking convincing gun at all. So after he's blown up his flat and they haven't caught the condom, they decide... <laughs> They decide they're going to try and, like, trap it. So he decides to lure out of his cock, doesn't he? Yeah, it's fucking weird, isn't it? Because you see the killer condom, and it kind of bears his teeth. And then he tells Babette to get, like, the hose from behind the stove, which is attached to the gas. So he puts it on the end of his cock, which kind of dispels the fact he's got a 13-inch cock. He's got this fucking hose on the end of it, which has got, like, a, you know, the hose is about, what, an inch in diameter? And he's managed to get it on the end of his cock. Yeah, and he's trying to lure the fucking. He gets the killer condom on the end of it. He's trying to lure the condom in he towards him. The condom goes on the end of it, and then Babette turns the gas on, but they can't turn it off. She's like, "Oh no, I don't do like the fucking the knob or whatever on the gas. Sorry, the knob joke there. But the um <laughs> the thing to turn the gas off comes off, and she can't turn it off. And this condom is just getting bigger and bigger as it's blowing up, isn't it? Yeah, it's just expanding, expanding, and eventually it's, it, it bursts doesn't it obviously as you yeah. can imagine and so like that that's the end of uh gets end of the massive, killer condom though. for now yeah it is before it bursts. i'm sure condoms don't get that big before they explode <laughs> i don't think many things do but yeah he's, <laughs> it's just the fact that he's using his dick as a lure it's like condoms <laughs> these killer condoms can't resist a hard knob apparently so he like <laughs> i suppose it's a sage plan in the context of this movie but it's just so fucking ridiculous yeah because we we cut to an autopsy now and um, they're cutting the, the condom open. And it's like, I don't know, it kind of looks like a really shit face hugger, doesn't it? When old uh, Ash does his face hugger autopsy thing in Alien. It's kind of got like little bits of sort of organ and stuff in it, hasn't it? 
Yeah, because they're all forensic women. Now she's actually looking at it and saying, like, oh, these these teeth here. Um, and she's actually saying, you know, this isn't a a condom as such; it's actually an organism an of organism. some kind. Yeah. Yeah, because Sam's here and he he apologizes now to Phil. He's like, oh, actually, yeah, sorry for not believing you. Obviously, you're telling the truth. There are killer condoms out there. So he he's kind of turned full circle now, and he's on Phil's side. Yeah, because they're sort of exiting, and they kind of. I couldn't tell her they were kind of having a bit of a, a moment here because old um, Sam, I don't know if he's like a closet homosexual. Um, not meaning to offend anyone by saying that, but he's he, he kind of hints, doesn't he, a couple of times that like maybe he yeah. is throughout this movie. Yeah, I think virtually everyone in this film is. Um, but I mean, there's a bit a bit later on, we'll come up to it soon actually, where he's in the nightclub and he looks really uncomfortable, doesn't he? But we'll get to yeah. that in a second. Yeah. <laughs> So Sam, at this point, he he tells Phil Collins that maybe he should go for a woman instead of going for all these these males and stuff. Obviously, Babette and Billy, and um, Phil Collins is saying quite funny here. He's like he prefers tight male cheeks to piss flaps, and I just thought that was quite a funny line. You don't really see the word piss flaps in films very often. Obviously, it was subtitles, so maybe he didn't even say piss flaps, but that's what the subtitle said, and it did make me chuckle a little bit. And he has another yeah. reminisce now. It cuts to him reminiscing about Sicily and how life could have been if he stayed there. So it cuts back to that again. So he's obviously still thinking about maybe he shouldn't have come to New York. Um, Is this the one where you actually see, like, they show stills, don't they, actually, pictures of Sicily? Um, I think so. They look really badly rendered. Like, someone, I mean, you remember how shit cameras were back in the 80s and 90s. Like, someone took a picture of a really bad postcard and used mm. them as these images that they flash up. But there is a scene where... He's reminiscing. It might not be this one, but you do actually see shots of like Sicily. Yeah. But even it looks like it's from like the nineteen twenties, more than like modern day. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It could well be this scene because he has a three or four reminiscences throughout the, the film, doesn't he? So it might it might have been this one. It could have been the next one. It might have been the previous one because he he does have a few. But he, he's walking along now and he just chucks a random coin down the drain, doesn't he? And then loads of condoms just come out and start sort of shuffling across it, and they look really stupid. But also quite funny. Yeah, they do. I don't, it's like they're just being pulled along on a string, isn't it? And they're like kind of yeah. making that weird cousin it sound and stuff. <laughs> I mean, I mean, back in the day, I mean, I don't know if you even get condom machines in the pub, pub toilets anymore. But yeah, if you threw a coin and got that many out, you'd be sorted. Yeah, you would, wouldn't you? It'd last you a lifetime, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, these condoms, they kind of go on a bit of a rampage now, don't they, throughout the city? And we get like another kind of... um. Montage, montage of these all these almost. people like being attacked and there's like there's I don't know I don't think she's a homeless woman I don't know what she's supposed to be but she's just sat on a bench next to a bin she's eating an and apple, it starts isn't she <laughs> yeah she's eating an apple and then like something in the bin rattles or makes a noise so she looks into it and it jumps out and bites her nose off <laughs> yeah she's in it a couple of times as well this woman and she? she makes a couple of comebacks it, when it was in the bin that the, the killer condom it reminded me a bit of Gizmo from Gremlins the noises it was making I don't know if it did yeah. Know. Sort of yeah, yeah, it was definitely those squeaky, squeaky noises. noises. Yeah, yeah but yeah, it jump, jumps out and just attaches itself to her nose, and she just stood there with this fucking condom hanging off her nose. <laughs> yeah, we get again all these other condoms attacking people, and then we cut to fucking Babette, who's in a, a dressing room, and then bloody Phil Collins comes in, and he's trying to like just out of nowhere make up with her so he brings her a present and it's a fucking iron isn't it <laughs> she unwraps it and this is really shitty like corded <laughs> iron he's like well as you've got so many clothes you'll be able to keep <laughs> mines now <laughs> yeah he, he's got it and he comes in and he's like i've got you a present she's like oh getting all excited and i think because she says her nails aren't dry so she makes this other um drag queen open the present for her and she's just like oh it's a travel iron and he's like, yeah. And he's like, like really proud. He's bought this fucking travel iron. <laughs> it's mean, like a fucking Del Boy moment, isn't it? Like how he try and woo a woman. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's quite funny. I did, I did laugh at that. Obviously, it's supposed to be stupid, but yeah, a fucking travel iron of all the things to buy someone. <laughs> but yeah, but Bet's not impressed. And then, um, I think we see old Luigi. He sees Billy in the lift with another guy now, and he, he gets a bit jealous, doesn't he? He does, yeah. I swear he's talking to um the uh the like the the hotel owner at one point. Mm, I is. don't know what the dialogue is, but yeah, he's doing that. And then he sees Billy. Then he like follows him up to the room, and this guy he's with looks like a kind of Italian Freddie Mercury. <laughs> and he sort of like sends him into the room, and like him and Billy sort of have a little chat. 
then we get this like really weird kind of romantic sequence like Babette goes out on stage and I don't know what song she's singing it's a known song though yeah it's not she doesn't do killing me softly again does she that does appear again later on but not at this point I don't think but yeah she and the miming's better this time around as well it actually is lip synced quite well in time with the song but yeah it's a well known song but I can't remember what it is you're right yeah and um, we get this like kind of really like, elaborate romantic thing. So Billy's about to, he's in his room with his client and he's like, no, I can't do this. So he like rushes out of his room, runs down to the elevator where Phil's getting in. Then they sort of embrace each other and there's people waiting at the bottom for his elevator to turn up and the numbers keep changing and the lights keep flashing. And those two are obviously having a bit of the old, you know, how's your father in this fucking, this fucking <laughs> elevator while Babette's like singing this bloody romantic song. It's just probably one of those like love sequences, but it's just so fucking stupid. It is stupid. And then right at the end of it, the kind of, you see, obviously, like you say, the lift, the numbers, the floors are going up and down, the lift's going up and going mad, and all these people are getting more and more pissed off as they're waiting for it. And then it kind of blows up. And then Phil Collins pulls his fucking orgasm face, doesn't he? He sort of goes, oh, <laughs> you get a close up of his own face. It's like, fucking hell. No wonder he's single. They just walk out of the lift, both of them, Billy and Phil. And um, they're sort of half naked and their clothes are all ripped and stuff. And everyone just starts clapping, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> and then he's all cuts... And Phil's like, the John is like rock star walk. And Phil's slowly zipping up. <laughs> yeah, then they'll just start like cheering. He cuts the babette and she looks really pissed off. Obviously jealous that Phil's just got it on with Billy. She's obviously still got feelings for him. But yeah, fucking hell. It's a very strange scene, that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. It's one of those. This whole movie is to make you know people listening to this. You really have to watch it to really understand what we're trying to fucking like just like describe here. But fucking hell, it's weird. Yeah, it definitely is. It feels back at the hospital now, and he's he's talking to um to the woman who had her nose bitten off, isn't he? He's yeah, and she sort of gets some stuff out of her. Yeah, and I swear, um, like this is where like he realizes that more cases, like there's all these blokes, aren't there? And they're all like in their, like, hospital beds and, like, look, walking mm. around and hobbling and that. And he finds out that, you know, more and more people are getting their knobs bit off, which makes him think that, you know, there's still more to this case than meets the eye. Yeah, because now we get to um, the Waldorf Astoria. So we're at a posh hotel and we've got a politician who we had seen briefly in the scene before the lift scene doing a, a speech. I think he's running for president. Is he possibly president? Yeah, yeah, I just got here, president, something or other. Yeah, yeah, and he's in the bath, um, like this nice bubble bath and shit in this really posh hotel suite. And I'm assuming it's his mistress or whatever is there. And um, there's a rubber duck in his bath. <laughs> it's just got a condom on the back of it, hasn't it? This rubber duck. And then the condom jumps off and just goes under the water in the bath. And <laughs> Then I can't wait to see what actually happens. He he jumps out and he's got like, yeah, it doesn't. The condom bites his dick and he jumps out, but there's no blood or anything, is there? On this scene, I'm sure he's had but his no, he's, off. Yeah, he it, like you know, goes onto him under the water. You don't see it. And then he starts screaming. Then it jumps out. I think with his cock in its kind of condomy sheath thing, <laughs> she starts screaming. And I think the water's turned a little bit red, but then there's like these two kind of like security guards outside, obviously the presidential door, and they hear like the screaming and the shower, and they're just like nodding at each other, like, yeah, they're yeah. getting on in there. And it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, they think, they think they're having a good time, and actually he's had his knob bitten off, and she's screaming in terror. <laughs> <laughs> they also play in this bit, it's not the actual Jaws music, but it's kind of a rip off, isn't it? Like, mm. as the condom's kind of like slooping around under the water, and then it jumps up on the duck and then goes back <laughs> under the water. It's like the fucking Jaws music, but like, if you saw that happening, you'd freak out. But like, why the hell is this condom moving? But she's like, oh, that's so cute. That's really nice. And like giggling yeah. away. And I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah, she is, isn't she? She thinks it's hilarious until it bites his cock off. Then she's not so happy. <laughs> yeah, right. There goes, you know, he's not running for president anymore, is he? No. So this is this is where now we get that weird scene that I was on about. You mentioned earlier with the hair being blown back. So we're back at the cop station now. Phil's there. And there's just a random scene where this quite scary, big-looking butch female police woman comes in and she's they're, they're interrogating some guy and she just like stares at him and his hair just goes back doesn't it like he's been fucking ele- got an electric shock or something and I, <laughs> I didn't really know what was going on there i was like is there any point to that i mean obviously i don't even think there's any dialogue to even try and make out was there it's weird isn't it because it's like we had that effect at the start obviously where she showered and his hair blew back and then um mm. We got this one, but they're not. This is like the only two that I think happen like this. And then obviously that weird yeah. airplane sound. But this sort of stuff isn't consistent throughout the movie. It's just no. thrown in at these odd times. But 
it's hard to like figure out <laughs> what the purpose of it is because if it is a consistent thing, you'd think, oh yeah, it's just part of the shooting style. It's going to be very cartoony slapstick mm. style. But the fact that it just happens one, two or three times, it's like, it's just really odd. Yeah, they're not related. It's not the same person or anything. It's just completely sporadic and just odd, like you say. But um, the politician's mistress is is there now, and she's talking about this to some other cops. And now, because he was obviously a high-profile victim, it's now made the news, hasn't it? The killer condoms, it's kind of on the news now. And um, the politician's party are giving the chief of police a load of shit about this. Yeah, because they're like, I think, yeah, they're like, you know, this is happening, you know, what are you doing? And they find out that the chief knew about it, but he was obviously trying to play it down. And they're like, well, that's outrageous, because now... <laughs> presidential candidate's got no knob. Um, <laughs> what's it? Um, what's the newspaper say? Because this guy's name's like Richard something, and it's like um, in the newspaper headline, you see someone holding up, it's like Dick Dickless or something like that. I can't remember. Some fucking yeah. weird headline. <laughs> it is something like that. And we get we get like another. There's a group of like coppers in this room, and um, one of them's talking about a Russian scientist called Smirnov. Again, yeah. fucking stereotypical <laughs> name. And he's saying yeah, he specialised... Yeah, like, like Professor Wheato, though, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. He specialised in genetics and rubber, but he's disappeared now and they don't know where he is. And they're watching, like, some footage of him and there's a mystery man behind him. him and all his all the footage they've got of him, there's this mystery guy and they don't know who this guy is, do they? I wonder, actually, now that you mention it, because obviously this guy comes... He's obviously the villain of the piece, really... I wonder if he was a guy watching old Phil Collins earlier with, you know, oh. with sunglasses and the newspaper. I just suddenly thought that. Yeah, he might well have been, because you don't really see him that well in the footage, do you? I certainly didn't pick up on him. You can see a guy in the background. Maybe I wasn't paying a great deal of attention. But that would yeah, make, they make a point sense. of saying... Yeah, sorry, didn't mean to cut in. Um, no. but yeah, they make a point of saying the guy in the background, no one knows who he is. He's not a security guard or anything, but he's always in all the footage behind the professor when he's given some like um, demonstrations. So yeah, probably probably was that guy. Yeah, it probably <laughs> was. I wasn't paying enough attention to really. No, no, out. same, no. But yeah, that's a good point. It probably was him. Yeah, because the chief now says he wants old uh, Phil, Luigi, whatever you want to call him. He wants him to be a plant on the gay scene because they've kind of worked out that most of the victims for these killer condoms are are gay men, aren't they? So yeah. it feels like no, because he's well known on on the scene. So um, and everyone knows he's a cop as well. So they get Sam to do it. So now we cut to, like, Phil dressing up Sam, and he's dressed him up in this fucking stereotypical outfit, doesn't he? Of, like, leather fucking straps and stuff and everything. And he gives him a yellow hanky and tells him to hang it out of his back pocket because that means he doesn't want sex tonight when he goes to this club. So, but then Sam goes to the club, and he, he, this is where he looks really out of his comfort zone here, doesn't he? He's like really fucking uneasy in his club. And this is where the techno music is, which made me think this was filmed in the 90s. Yeah, because there's a bit where he's on the dance floor and he does fucking how his outfit is dreadful. He looks like a cross between the village people and something from yeah. Mad Max, doesn't he? With his fucking leather cross thing across. And he's topless and he's got like yeah. assless chaps on. And then, <laughs> um, this guy's on the dance floor feeling his ass or like putting his finger between the little like the ass crack of the chaps. Everything is like fuck, you know, this is weird. And then Sam kind of um shows this guy the yellow hanky and then we cut back to the, the police station and Sam's properly kicking off at Phil because it turns out that, that um yellow hanky means you want someone to piss up your leg, apparently. <laughs> and uh, that <laughs> that happened to Sam. Kinky shit. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> Sam's obviously not, not too happy about that. And this this bit did make me fucking laugh as well. Because like Sam's probably kicking off at Luigi, and um, about this like hanky and said you fucking wound me up and everything. You told me it meant that I didn't want sex, but actually it meant I wanted some kinky shit to happen. It feels like, well, thank God I didn't give you a red hanky. And Sam's like, so what does a red hanky mean? And this is in English with no subtitles. Phil just does this weird fucking sort of motion with his fist and goes feast fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it did make me laugh. Doesn't he like just fall over laughing as well? He's like, I remember looking up and he was just on his fucking back on the floor. Or does Sam actually hit, hit him? Oh, they've they've already had a little bit of a fight at this point. I don't know if it, they, he goes at him again. He might well do because Sam's not happy at all. But then Phil sort of apologised and said, "Yeah, I fucking wound you up." But Sam's like, "No, I'm not. I'm not interested. I want to get out of this. This is fucking weird." Um, but Phil lays it on a bit thick now and says that I really need you to help me here and there'll be no more yellow hankies. And then Sam's like, yeah, all right then, you know, why not? 
So again, yeah, he, he gets over it. Yeah, he gets over it pretty quickly. It seems to be another theme that's quite common in this film. People change their mind fairly quickly. Yeah, so now the kind of um, say like the, the plot thickens, <laughs> um, <laughs> kind of like starts to all come like come together now a little bit. I'm trying to like not put too many puns in. I can't help yeah, it. Yeah, right. It's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking earlier with the song "Killing Me Softly." It's not not the right song, is it? Because it's like. <laughs> <laughs> kills them when they're fucking rock hard but, yeah. um, <laughs> but they they go to um i think it's a hospital they go to isn't it and, like one of the yeah. women says that she saw the condom by the chapel in the mm. hospital so macaroni goes in there and that's when he meets the doctor isn't it old fucking dr strangelove or whatever her name is uh yeah riffle riffleson i think her name is yeah and she's a bit odd to start with, isn't it like she seems friendly at first but then there's something a little bit kind of sinister behind. Like she's very calm, even though like he's talking about all the stuff. Um, yeah. And the woman who had her nose bitten off is like run off or escaped. Um, but she just has a really weird demeanor about the whole thing. Yeah. And um, Billy turns up. Yeah. Billy turns up at the police station looking for Phil, I think around here, doesn't he? Yeah. Cause he goes in, he's like, where's the cop? And Sam's like, who do you mean? And obviously he's playing coy and everything. Um, but yeah, he's come looking for him. Yeah, and then this is where I get really sketchy about what happened now because it kind of goes even more strange around this this area, doesn't it? Like, so Sam and the the woman who had a nose bit off, they turn up at the hospital looking for Phil, don't they, and go down to the chapel. Yeah, it's weird how like they randomly team up, and I don't know if Sam's with them or not. Um, but yeah, somehow Sam's talking to this doctor who turns out to be a bit of a villain, um, and she's turning more and more sinister as the dialogue's going on. Yeah, and then that random woman, Billy, just go to the hospital and suddenly like they're gonna try and save him. Um, and then somehow they get kidnapped and pulled into this like secret lair underneath the fucking chapel, don't they? And like Phil runs in trying to be a hero. Yeah, And like the door screaming. closes like a fucking trapdoor. Yeah, he hears some screaming and he sort of he shoots the pulpit or whatever you want to call it, where this hidden staircase was, and it sort of opens up and he falls down there as well, and he's in like a sewer now, and it's like a sewer with like Sort of like a torture chamber almost, isn't it? With like weird fucking shit hanging up on the walls and stuff. It is weird. It's, yeah, it's like you say, if like the teenage turtles are into bondage, it'd probably be like what they're fucking <laughs> like. But yeah, it's just this really weird, sinister lab in a sewer underneath a fucking chapel, like a trapdoor. Really like fucking Saturday morning cartoon stuff going on. It's like and then he bumps do, into it? it is, yeah, it's fucking dreadful. And it just kind of, there's no kind of like explanation as to why all this sort of came about. It's just one minute he's talking to a doctor, Billy and fucking noseless turn up, they get kidnapped <laughs> for no reason, and then he's fucking fights, like shoots the thing, as you said, and falls down a hole. But yeah. then he finds old Professor Smirnoff, um, who's kind of just sat there. And this bit, again, makes no fucking sense to me. I don't know if you could elaborate, but like Smirnoff oh, goes off no. on one saying he's um, <laughs> just thrown out of there straight away. No, no. <laughs> this fucking Smirnoff's like talking about he's creating this like new genetic creature and he, he comes out of all this shit and it's got to be a bunch of made up words, even with the fucking German language and subtitles. <laughs> None of these fucking things made sense, but he's like crossbreeding all these different genetics and whatnot. And he's firing these fucking condom monsters with his little fucking tube <laughs> that looks like a fucking hamster tube that you used yeah. to get back in the day, or like a fucking Hot Wheels track. And he's firing them at like a dartboard that's got spikes, but none of them are hitting the spikes. They just hit the board <laughs> and fall down and go into like the sewer. That's obviously how they're all getting out. And then he's like saying these things are like humans. They feed off red jelly. Yeah. And then Phil's like, well, why are you doing this? You know, who's making you do that? And he says, oh, these two people are making me make them because they feed me red jelly. Yeah. And I was completely fucking lost at this point. I so, had no idea what any of this meant. No, because he starts kicking off about red jelly all the time. I need my red jelly. They feed me red jelly. And I was like, I, I don't understand this at all. And then he gets a condom. He's shooting up this tube. And he calls one of them Boris and just shoots up a tube, doesn't he? He's like, this one's called Boris. And just puts it in the tube and shoots it up there. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> well, <laughs> fucking, it, is, it goes on a Johnson, doesn't it? So maybe it's Boris Johnson. <laughs> Good shout, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then I'll fucking, um, yeah, this red jelly stuff before we go into the, like, the kind of the climax, no pun intended, um, <laughs> of the, like, the movie. And he's like, but this red jelly stuff makes no sense to me because it's like not even like, it's always, is it literally just like red jelly like you'd make in a bowl of hot water? Well, 
it's not like a drug or anything because there's been nothing prior in this movie saying anything about red jelly. So this right. scientist clearly, you know, given up on his like Nobel work to go and work for these fucking loony criminals making killer condoms because they <laughs> feed them a jelly. bowl of fucking jelly. <laughs> yeah, no, I have no idea. I mean, maybe it harks back to the blob we talked about last week. That looked like red jelly in places. Um, I, I really don't know. And I'm glad you're as confused as I was about it because I was like, what the fuck has red jelly got to do with anything? I have no idea what's going on now. Because yeah. now now we get old Riffleson or whatever her name is, the nurse turns up and some random guy dresses like a motorbike rider, like a Nazi fucking motorbike guy, doesn't he? Like, yeah. And I just thought, what the fuck is going on now? And old Phil's down there and the bloody Nazi biker pulls a gun out and it all starts kicking off a bit. Yeah, because this bit here, again, oh, confused me as well because old, <laughs> what's her name, Ruffleston, she's got like, the gun to his head. And she does like a full on like fucking James Bond villain moment where she kind of just talks to him for about 10 minutes, like explaining mm. her whole fucking master plan. None of which made any sense to me what she was actually going on about. Again, it could be a mix of the subtitles and stuff, but I was just kind of losing. I was still trying to figure out this fucking red jelly business while yeah, all yeah. this was going on. And I just completely lost it. But it, by the time she's finished talking, it turns out that old Sam, Billy, Babette and the woman with no nose is all like, chained up aren't they in this weird like fucking kinky like dungeon a, area but yeah like a dungeon yeah they're, half of them are hanging upside down they're all sort of chained up to the ceiling aren't they yeah but then there's like this giant killer condom like the obviously yeah. the, the fucking king or the queen or something <laughs> and they're like gonna set it loose so fucking phil collins he's like got the gun to his head and the woman's still flapping on whatever she's saying she's and, like, on about you know, the work all... of the lord or something she gets all religious obviously this bit was underneath a chapel so but yeah, she's going on um, something about the con- the reason she's doing these condoms is because she doesn't like useless ejaculations or something. I don't fucking know. It was just going way over my head at this point. Yeah, because I'm just thinking towards the end of the movie, there's like a little message at the end, isn't there, almost? Mm. And it's like, so much like she doesn't believe in like, you know, gay people or underage sex or any of that sort of stuff. Mm. Like she's against it all, like almost, I don't know, just fanatical. So she's got these condoms to obviously stop all this from happening. But like he, Phil starts thinking, oh, he can maybe like wind this condom up and set it loose. So he's there, like you know, like in the westerns where like they're sn- slowly moving their hand to pull out their gun. He starts pulling down his fucking fly, doesn't he, and pulling yeah, his cock yeah. out to get this fucking <laughs> killer condom all like angry and excited. And it's like <laughs> fucking hell. And eventually it kind of gets loose and it kills old Indiana Jones biker boy, whatever he's supposed to be. It jumps on his face <laughs> and kills him like a face hugger. And then they manage to kind of stop it. Um, and then the Nazi woman, or the, the doctor, she's like now going to try and kill herself. So she puts the gun to her head, but she's run out of bullets. And I actually didn't realise what... Does she get arrested or does she die in the end? I can't remember what happened. Uh, or... Well, she kind of... She puts a gun to her head and she's like laughing hysterically. She's obviously gone a bit mad, or madder than she was. And so she pulls the trigger and then a flag comes out with I love you on it. So then she just jumps head first into the water where all the condoms were being fired into. Yeah. I'm not really sure why. <laughs> yeah, so I assume she was be- ended up being like, pulled apart by a bun- like a bunch of piranhas or something. But yeah, yeah. I've got to tell you, this whole like tail end of the movie, this last quarter specifically, I had no, seriously, I had no ish- idea what was going on. I could not follow it whatsoever. No, same. Um, I mean, there's there's some random gun sort of battle between Nazi biker boy, Phil. Billy gets involved a little bit. I think biker boy shooting at him. In all the carnage, I use the term loosely because it's pretty tame, um, old Smirnoff's chains get shot and he, I think he just escapes. I think he just runs off, talking about red yeah. jelly again. <laughs> yeah, he's off to the Jello factory and that's kind of like the the grand finale, as it were. Um, but the yeah. movie does have a happy ending, no pun intended. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they, 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 after all that shit goes down, they sort of come outside and Oh, Phil Collins and Billy, they kind of, um, they hook up, don't they? They sort of have a little yeah. kiss. Then the police chief comes along and he's like, um, what's, you know, I don't know what to say. I was wrong. All this stuff's going on. Then there's like condom jumps out to kill him. <laughs> and Phil kind of does like this heroic thing and shoots the condom in midair and saves the chief. But then Babette, who used to be Bob, who used to be a police officer, <laughs> speaks to Sam Um and Sam, obviously, who had rejected her, I suppose. And I think, don't know if he's a bit homophobic or just a little bit unsure, but they kind of reconcile, don't they? And I think yeah. they say that um, 
Bob's or Babette is going to rejoin the police force. And that's pretty much all I got from the end of this movie. Yeah, I think so. Because um, the chief says to, to Phil, Phil's told the chief now he wants to quit. He's had enough. And the chief's like, um, you know, I don't want you to quit, I think. And then when he shoots the condom, the chief's like, oh, you know, once a cop, always a cop. You've still got it in you. But Phil, Phil pretty much, I think he wants to call it a day. So he says to Billy, um, we'll go to Sicily and everything, and you can meet my mother and stuff. And then um, Billy says, uh, if you do leave, are you going to leave the police? And Phil's like, I don't know. But if I do, there's one thing that's going to be really bad. You won't call me cop anymore, and I like that. So then he goes, um, Billy's like, oh, I'll always call you cop. So Phil Collins is like, call me cop. And he's like, cop. He's like, call me cop again. Cop. And then they're just sort of walking along arm in arm and, and Billy just keeps calling him cop and then it ends. <laughs> yeah, it's just fucking hell. <laughs> Can't believe I even sat through this film. <laughs> well, it took me three goes, like I say, I watched it in, in parts because it was just too much to watch in one sitting. It was just, oh, I couldn't, uh, I just couldn't. <laughs> it's got a 58% audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, by the way, which I think is quite yeah. generous. I think, like, just watching this movie, I know I only watched it this morning, but it's already fucking vague in my mind. It shows how much it's stuck with me. But all the, like, I would say, like, if you can call it this, the best stuff, or, like, the main crux in a movie that's funny and entertaining kind of all happens in the first half. Like, the mm. second half, I just completely, I don't know about you, but I just sort of started to lose it. I mean, that end bit, like we said, you know, the plot makes no fucking sense and I can make heads or tail of the dialogue of what they were trying to bloody say about this red jelly or what and whatnot. No, I, but I yeah know, I mean it just I think the movie kind of outstayed its welcome a bit being an hour and forty odd. Yeah it's quite long isn't it? I think I think being in German didn't help the fact that obviously some of the dialogue probably didn't translate too well. Probably some of it we missed trying to write and read at the same time is not easy, particularly being a man and multitasking as we know is not our strong point. Um <laughs> Yeah, should we give it a score, bread roll? Yeah, I'll um, I'll let you go first with this one. <laughs> okay, well, um, I'm sure people now who've listened to our podcast know we we give things other scores. Um, so one other being fucking diabolical, up to five others being pretty much the best thing you've ever seen, and everything in between. Now, the first film we did give an other score to was The Nostril Picker, and. That got one teat from me because it wasn't even worthy of another. And I have to say, this has got to be on par with that. I, I can't, I don't know, maybe it's slightly better than the nostril picker, but I think ugh, two teats, bread roll. I don't know how many teats are on a standard udder, but it's <laughs> fucking terrible. Not an expert? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I can't even give it an udder. I, I never want to watch this film again. Um, it made me laugh in about two places, but it was fucking painful. And last last night, no, not last night, Thursday night, when I watched the last part of it, I was like, for fuck's sake, I've got to watch another half hour of this film. Nah, it's it's terrible. It's fucking awful. What about yourself? <laughs> well, um, I could I can um, obviously second some of those comments. And say, yeah, this film is fucking rubbish. Like, <laughs> I, I, I know, like by standards, we watch rubbish films, but. Films like The Blob are rubbish because they're they're good because they're rubbish. This yeah. The thing is, like after the first the first twenty minutes or so, I was actually I was laughing. I was like yourself. Mm. I was like thinking, you know, this is actually probably going to turn out to be funnier than I thought. And then it just fucking goes off the rails. And again, it's not it's not the issue of it being subtitled. I think watching it on my phone with a migraine, <laughs> it was fucking the struggle trying to keep up with what was going on. Like if I could find a decent quality version, I might you know. I might have enjoyed it more, but I'm not going to seek one out. I'm going to give this just, I'm just going to give it one other. I'm not even, I'm not going to mess around with how many teats go where. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say one other because it is fucking diabolical. It's rubbish. <laughs> it's such a shame as well, because we were quite excited about this. When we saw the trailer, we we're like, this is going to be fucking brilliant. <laughs> it really isn't. But yeah, yeah the, the novelty of killer condoms, it wears off pretty quick, doesn't it? And, you don't even see them that much. You know, you, you you see them a couple of times bare their teeth and a couple of times they sort of squidge along the screen. But yeah, they're not really in it a lot, are they? I don't really know. It's just shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is absolutely fucking rubbish. Um, 
Which brings me on to something we're going to be watching next week, which isn't rubbish. It's actually an old favourite of both of ours, and we look forward to revisiting it and can't wait to fucking see the end of the fucking killer condom. If you're still with us at this point, then bravo for getting through this podcast, because it's probably going to be one of our most fucking haphazard sounding ones trying to fucking explain what went on in this movie. But next week, we will be watching a classic starring Jeff Goldblum, which is The Fly. Yeah, and I am really looking forward to this one because I haven't seen The Fly for, I reckon, 10, 15 years now. And it's always been one of my favourite films. Um, I used to own the Blu-ray, but due to certain circumstances, I don't have it anymore. Um, and I've never gone got around to buying it again or watching it again. Um, and it's on Stars, isn't it, on Disney, which is where I'll be watching it. So hopefully they haven't cut it too much because... I used to love this film and I hope, I really hope, you know, it stands the test of time. I know it's going to look dated, but I'm expecting that. Yeah, um, I don't think they would have cut it. I think Stars, as far as I'm aware, plays everything uncut. Just for those who don't know, and if you want to watch this movie ahead of time, maybe, you know, you've seen it in the past or you want to watch it for the first time. If you if you have Disney Plus and you activate the adult content in your settings, you can access Stars which will give you a whole host of movies, like Predators on there. There's like loads and loads of movies. of All the acquisitions Disney have made, like old, old Fox movies and stuff, they're all on there. Um, and The Fly happens to be one of them. So if you want to watch it ahead of time, and obviously follow us when we do our review next week, um, then then feel free, because I really like this movie. It makes Rachel, that like you mentioned um, last week, like your girlfriend, like feel sick watching The Blob. The, the effects on this, the practical effects are fucking gnarly. And I haven't seen it for a little while myself. But yeah, they make it turn her stomach because they're so fucking gruesome. But I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, definitely. So, um, well, I mean, we've done some pretty rubbish films recently. The Blob I, wasn't rubbish and Brain Dead wasn't rubbish. But, you know, it's not exactly um, a high budget classic, is it? I mean, I don't know what the budget was for The Fly. We'll talk about that next week. But yeah, definitely looking forward to that one, Brad Roll. And, um, a good film <laughs> yeah one that's actually got a budget so yeah we're going to bring you a couple of the actual the classics now starting with the fly before we return to you the more obscure weird ones um so we've got if you're still, <laughs> we have got a list and there's some fucking weird stuff on there that in a weird way i'm looking forward to watching but <laughs> don't know what's proof of being the pudding for how it turns out yeah i don't think we could have done two of these in a row <laughs> <laughs> so from from me this week as always thank you for tuning in we appreciate everyone who gives us a listen and this is bread roll signing off and for myself jt as i always say thank you for everyone who checks us out on twitter keep it coming please you know anything we appreciate it and i'll just say one last thing what can a man do in new york if he's lonely and hasn't a dick <laughs>